One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. For the look of picture, it is Thursday, the 18th of November. And I do hope you're keeping well, whatever you are choosing to do with your lives. Unless it's illegal. Unless you flipped a car in Luke Street, then you're not allowed to listen. Uh, but if you do listen in, in prison, uh, you will have to use those uh, weird uh, versions of consumer electronics that have clear plastic cases. Yeah, and also I was thinking it's a good idea, actually, because if we were to kind of lobby for some kind of nationwide prison service to offer our podcasts mm. only yeah numbers yeah. would go through the roof <laughs> there's more people in prison roof. now than there's ever been i think but the but the roof would be heavily guarded by snipers and some of it would be being thrown onto the people below yes exactly um, exactly who was it who Luke, said that um oh i can't remember there's a funny story about a prison riot that's for another time i probably should research <laughs> these a funny story I'll, about I'll look, a prison riot i'll look it up later and the we'll man do was decapitated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, um, speaking of um, criminality, yeah, um, the Wi-Fi I've access to, and I watched um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels this week. Proper naughty film for naughty boys. She it never, is good, isn't it? Still she'd never good, seen it. Yeah. And, and I was actually like, because we watched Snatch, and I, I, that was easier to kind of sell into her because you know, it's got Brad Pitt in it. It's interesting, you know, all the rest of it. Mm. Um, and um, not, not that she wouldn't be interested in watching a British movie anyway, but obviously she doesn't come from the same culture or background. And yeah. So, you know, London in the 90s isn't necessarily of interest. Anyway, we watched it. Great movie still, very stylized. And it's kind of dated a bit, but it was really enjoyable. Absolutely zipped by for me. I thought it was great. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of a funny story I don't think I've ever told you. So... Do you remember the character of Nick the Greek in Lockstock? Not really. Big fat guy little... who does all the deals. He's a bit of a wheeler dealer. Um, tap it into your little internet machine and Nick let me know if you recognise it when you Lockstock. see him. Lockstock. He's played by a guy called Stephen Marcus. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah. He's like a comedy sort of naughty gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a big, larger-than-life, big fat fella. Um, yeah. He's quite a good... You know, probably just an elongated cameo, really, but quite a good kind of yeah. character. Anyway... I went to go and see Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels twice at the cinema. I was 17 at the time, I think. I just thought it was amazing, as I would, because I was a stereotypical 17-year-old growing up. And um, the second time I went to go and watch it, I went to watch it um, at a cinema. Oh, it doesn't matter what cinema. Anyway, the actor who plays Nick the Greek is a guy called Stephen Marcus, who's from my hometown. Okay. In the middle of watching the film... When he came up on screen, no word of a lie, someone in the cinema shouted out, that's Steve Marcus. He stole my go-kart. 
<laughs> which I completely forgotten happened uh, until I watched it again this week. Uh, but anyway, that's all. It was a storm. The image is funny because that guy is massive. Yeah, go karts yeah. are very small. And at the time, I didn't know he was from my hometown because he's like quite a bit older. Right. So I, I had no connection. It was just a really random thing to shout out. And it was before the internet really, so people weren't doing it for a meme. Yeah. It was, it was a definite thing Pure. that happened. It was just pure for crying out loud. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the movie anyway. It's got some amazing cameos in it. It's got like Rob Brydon's got a cameo in it. Does it he? must be before he, he was famous. He plays a traffic warden. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> well, he's and kind of like a character actor, wasn't he, I suppose. And Sting was in it as well. Sting? Mm. Oh, yes. It does ring a bell. Yeah, it was a, it was a good... And it had all those kind of actors that um, might have been proper naughty boys in like EastEnders and stuff, and they're still kind of... And and they turn up in that, and you're like, oh, right. Like, it was Dexter Fletcher in it. Yes, he is, isn't it? Jason it, Statham's yeah. first movie as well, I think. Statham, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jason Statham was like... Um, wasn't he a professional diver? He, he was a uh, yes. He yeah. He did um, high high board or whatever you call it. He did the old. Uh, but I think business. I think he also had a job like diving commercially as well for like like shipwrecks and stuff. Oh really? He he uh, he was in that uh, video for Move Any Mountain. Was in I think he was in that video, wasn't he? What the shaman? Like, yeah, because back then oh, the shaman. What it, a band! It, it, it was quite hard to get. Uh, men with bodies you know what i mean you were either like a professional bodybuilder but like no one really had a good body yeah the strong like, yeah, men were even even the strong men were like fat fellas weren't they yeah strong blocks were just people who would eat the aforementioned 15 um uh fried breakfasts and stuff they were just lads who could put a lot away and it was strong but like <laughs> but like they, they weren't yeah. didn't look body beautiful did they so like to get like beautiful bodies and stuff you'd have to go to do with the swimming community and obviously yeah. he was a he was a professional swimmer diver whatever it was Yeah, back in the 90s <laughs> no one cared about that did they no, no. But in in the shaman uh, video, I think he's in the background dancing around like a. But he's like big, like a god in in the background. <laughs> he looks. It's rather concerning. He, he actually lives very near where where we live now. Um, I should probably point out that in no way was he implicated or even present in the car accident in that the, happened in on the Saturday. Car <laughs> but he does live very near us. We we see him occasionally in the local park, walking with his uh, wife and kids. Yeah, and they've always um, got like um, those burly security guys who are always walking like ten meters behind them. I mean, he is very famous. He, he's married to that MS model. Like, Rosie Huntington. Model. Rosie Huntington, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah he's tough she, himself, though, right? I mean, listen, it's just blokes. It's just like really posh parents and their three or four year old kids called yeah, Hugo. But the, but the thing is, uh, with people with people like that if you've got a bit of a reputation it's like being the biggest guy in the bar everyone who fancies himself as a bit of a tough oh, you're guy fucking talking to him, mate. Well, well i forgot you won't they? they'll always have a, have a, try and have a scrap with you because they're, they're they're in a situation where they want to um you know assert dominance over the the, the biggest guy in, in the yard sort of thing the biggest dog and so like if you're big you will become a target and if you play a hard man they'll sort of go oh dave down a pony beat up bloody uh, Jason Statham, he thinks he's a fucking hard case, doesn't he? But oh, used to be in the in, SAS always. Used to, all that stuff, yeah, exactly. So, I, re- I read yeah. in um in the Pop Bitch Mail out the other day that mm. um Tom Hardy likes to claim that he um he's one of the stand standby on call guys for the SAS if shit really goes down. <laughs> Which I don't know if that can be true, can it? It's a bit too obvious, isn't on it? The nose. Like, it's a bit too kind of like. And, and you know what? We all know there's deluded going people, back to we? the old posh kids thing. And I make apologies to everyone listening who's, who's, I don't mean a well brought up, polite kid. I mean like yeah. the posh kids whose parents think they're the center of the world. They're the worst yeah. thing ever for me. And the thing that annoys me about them is their parents never tell them off, first and foremost. But secondly, they never seem to get older. 
Like, I'll be walking around the park, yeah, like two weeks ago, and I'll see a kid, a really annoying, posh kid whose parents won't tell him off. And I think that kid over there, he's been about six for about eight years. Why don't they ever get older and move on? Why are they always there? Yeah, posh kids. What do you mean? As in people who live in your area? I think it's because they all look the same. You know, posh people all look the same. Yeah, I think it's because the kid. It's probably a different kid, but it looks the same. Yeah, just as healthy. Just, just healthy they all, people. When, when, when posh kid, kids get to the age of about seventeen or eighteen, they all dress the same and they all have the same haircut. <laughs> and so it's very difficult for a working class person to 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 identify them. And I think it might be the same with kids. They've all got the same names: Hugo and fucking Daisy. And they yeah. all dress the same, and they all behave the same, and they all really misbehave, and their parents never <laughs> tell them off. And I should say, for the for the record, that Jason Statham and his family aren't like that. Right. Okay. That's fair. All right. <laughs> It's yeah. good that we're not going to get sued by by them. <laughs> Although we might get kids. sued by Tom Hardy, I maintain yeah. that would be good for business. What if we got? To, yeah, there is a certain part of me that goes, "Why? Why are we scared? Because it would be amazing if we were, if we said something wrong, and and we got you know. If it's mild, you're not realistically going to get awarded a load of damages against you. Is what I'm saying. No, exactly. Yeah, and 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 you may even win if I'm allowed. If I'm allowed anywhere near the bench, quite frankly. Yeah, that would be an amazing <laughs> touch if we were to serve a libel case and we we attended it and you were the judge. Yeah, that would be a I mean, I'd have, I'd have question marks over the British judicial system, first and foremost. Yeah, look, uh, but speak, speaking of problematic <laughs> um, potential future legal cases, um, right. I see that you want to talk about Ian Brown. <laughs> yeah, I think I wrote two things on, on the list today. Uh, the Brass Against uh, Apology and Ian Brown's Nunchucks. So let's do Ian uh, Brown first, but you should tell our listeners if I right. don't know who Ian Brown is first. Ian Brown, uh, legendary singer of the Stone Roses, had a pretty decent solo career. I agree with after that. that. Absolutely, that very druggy band uh, kind of disbanded. Uh, but uh, in, in later years, he's become a bit of a, an anti-vaxxer, uh, kind of alt, not alt-right, just kind of just loopy conspiracy theorist man. Uh, and yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, I don't even think you need to go into that much detail because you could just say. Uh, unfortunately, now he is a British man who is white and approaching sixty. Yeah, and he's gone mad, which explains uh, and, everything he's done ever since. Yeah, and and to be honest, I think the thing that I think we were talking about karate dads and stuff earlier on. Mm. It's this kind of falls kind of into our radius of of interest. I think with, with stuff like this, uh, Ian Brown filmed himself or got someone to film him <laughs> in his flat. Uh, you know, beautiful, uh, like glass panelled apartment, probably in the northwest somewhere. Uh, and he w- wearing his uh, his like I'm just asking the question kind of conspiracy theorist uh, jumper. Uh, was it no bra- no brain or a brain own brain or something like that? Yeah. It's either way, it's just you know I've done the research. I've gone on YouTube, kind of kind of yeah. idiot. Yeah. Uh, and he's just him doing uh, a serious display of. No jokes. Apropos of nothing. Has he sped the video post- up, though? Yeah, he put it on Twitter, I think. He no, just has he sped it-, it up? Has it been sped up? It's been sped up, yeah. So it looks more impressive than it actually is. It's him with his nunchukas, uh, flipping them around for about 30 seconds, and he sped it up, and now it's on Twitter. And I don't <laughs> know what he was trying to say with this little sorry display, but I'm glad it happened, Luke. I'm yeah. glad it happened. It's, it's also quite quaint. In a way, and the reason I ask if it's been sped up is because he's thought about that. Yeah, so he's got enough self awareness to think if my nunchuck skills aren't quick enough, people are going to tease me for this. 
So, so let's speed, speed it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's not the point, Ian. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not the point. The point is that you're uploading this. And I understand. I even can get on board and be empathetic to the idea. It's not something I have the luxury of. But perhaps, you know, he's made this dough. He's got a load of money. He's pissed off probably at the restrictions of COVID have handed him because he's used to doing whatever he wants. And he's yeah. got nothing to do. So he's mucking around with some nunchucks. Look, who among us? Who among us can say they haven't, you know, if you were in a room on your own, there were some nunchucks in there, you'd probably pick them up is what I'm saying. Oh, I'd have a black eye almost immediately. Exactly, but he sped it up and he's uploaded it because he thinks that people are going to go, fucking hell, (laughs) brilliant, you know. (laughs) Oh, I just, it just, it sums up. The thing is, it does so much damage to his argument because we all know people like that. Do you look at that and go, that's in my future? You don't, I don't really post, up, you don't really post stuff to social media. Now. I don't really post stuff to Twitter anymore. So you know, maybe I'll get back into it as an older man. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's just a stun. It's just a. What do you reckon, John Squire it. thinks of that? <laughs> I don't know. You, see, we don't hear from any of the other members. Was it? Was no, we hear one? from Manny? we hear from we hear from Manny quite a lot. Manny quite a lot. He's all right though, isn't he? Manny's all right. He's a bit. Brown's he's a bit just... kind of. He's a bit like. He's uh, a bit of a parody of him, of, 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 of a guy like that. Right. Okay. So, so you know, yeah. you know when um, you know when the Stone Roses reformed, yeah, and no one really liked it, um, apart from some really basic people because they were bad. Yeah, were so, yeah bad. because it was yeah because it was bad. Fine. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely bad. right. Um, yeah, objectively, if, as, as a, if you can be as, as objective as, as you can about that kind of stuff, it wasn't as good as what they used to be like. Now, yeah. anyone with half a brain cell who could have spoken to them, should have said to them, this won't be anywhere near as good. If you're going to reform, just play your old hits, do it on the Greatest Hits tour, you'll make loads of money. People will think it's great. But no, they have to do the new stuff. They have to make new stuff. It was a wrong thing to do. Anyway, I'm not sure if you remember, (laughs) there was a movie that came out, a documentary movie. I think it might have been called Made of Stone. Yeah. And it was directed by Shane Meadows, great British film director. Uh, And um, it was essentially a a super top secret documentary of them reforming but not really telling anyone until it was announced and it kind of charted the whole thing and it charted how the whole of the northwest basically went absolutely insane when mm. the news came out there reforming it was it's actually a really good documentary anyway this is a very long build up to say that they came across like i'm gonna say as twats particularly the drummer rennie came across as a very very difficult character and yeah okay it was almost a bit like they felt like they were adding to the pantheon of the legendary band that they are, but they were actually taking a lot away from it because mm. in the late eighties, early nineties, you could have a mystique. You could be amazing, like astonishingly brilliant. If you go back and listen to the early Stone Roses stuff, it's fucking brilliant. It comes from nowhere. It's like roses that have grown from concrete all over the fucking place. It's amazing. And just leave it there. Clearly <laughs> it's their, it's their choice to come back and do whatever they want. It's none of my business. They own the music. They created the band. They can do what they want. But I think, what I'm trying to say is that Ian Brown's nunchucks are a sad epilogue, a coda to the decline of what's happened around that band since they reformed, <laughs> sadly. Yeah, it's it, it's it's indicative of a wider problem in society. Uh, it's probably less indicative of a wider problem. Too many problem nunchucks? In- in the in, in the too many, but do you remember when like but do you remember like the Ninja Turtles weren't allowed like Don uh, not Donatello Michelangelo wasn't allowed to have his nunchucks in certain shots when yeah. the Ninja, Ninja Turtles came over to uh, that to changed to, to Hero Turtles didn't they for a bit exactly so they were Hero Turtles because ninjas were in the eighties absolutely scary Is that like men men would go no I just think I just think um, 
uh, you know, karate was big. Uh, people would walk around with nunchucks in the 80s. Certainly that's what my dad said anyway in, in the streets. I think my <laughs> that dad's getting... That's an amazing con- thing. I think my dad's getting confused with the video game Double Dragon, to be honest. <laughs> I think he thinks that's a documentary. I said, Dad, yeah. it's, it's not. And at the end of the road was a really massive bloke. Yes. <laughs> and he would smash, he would smash through the wall and then uh, a lady of the night run, try to run me over with a motorbike. It's, it's really is. <laughs> to be fair, that does sell at Hartlepool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to <laughs> yeah. be fair. See, see him at the very best. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Pete, talk to me about this Brass Against him. Because oh, fuck really, it. I, yeah, let's get, let's get out of the way. It, I've never it, heard it, of Brass Against before. No, I don't think anyone had, to be honest. It, it, once again, it's like getting sued by a celebrity. You do something amazing and every, and the eyes of the world are on you. Um, they are a kind of like a, 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 a medium rock. They, they do rock covers, but in a jazzy, brassy way. So they'll do right. like, they're a band who reimagine Rage Against the Machine songs. And I think it was in the middle of a Rage Against the Machine song that this act was perpetrated and, and, and i looked at their website and um their tagline is we are a collective with the goal of creating music to inspire social and personal change yeah there look it, it just it's funny because not because of what happened you know rock and roll is a is a broad church and you can do what you want and everyone's comparing this act to you know gg allen i'm not sure it's right up there with gg allen getting buried with a with a rap of heroin and yeah, gg allen was a fucking hack anyway yeah of course he was um so uh, near the end of this set by Brass Against, which you would probably, it's quite, a, it looks like quite a middle class kind yeah, that's of. What, that's what makes it funny for me. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. And, 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 and and so there's jazzy kind of boys and girls uh, playing their jazzy versions of Rage Against the Machine and like Soul, Soul Fly and kind of metal reimagined and stuff. And, and it's very, it's very, it's a very polite Kind of product you would say. It's made it's it safer. Of, it, it's made it safer. It made, yeah, it made it safer. It made, if you're scared by Red Skin Machine, you can listen to Brassicans. And 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 the lead singer, who is this like beautiful woman as well? That's what makes it funny as well. She's not like a rock. She doesn't look like. She doesn't look like. Um, what was that band that used to do all this fucking caper in uh, like L Seven and stuff? And, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in the nineties, yeah. these bands that oh, used Brody to, like, Dahl of the Distillers or something. Yeah, like yeah. she doesn't like she doesn't look like a rotter. She's this beautiful woman, and like, halfway through the set, she drags a bloke on stage, and I can't pee if there's someone in the urinal next to me. And this one. <laughs> and this and this woman just pisses all of this guy's face. Absolutely covers him. And it, yeah. this isn't the this isn't it, it just gets funnier. This isn't the funny part. It is the 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 the, the, tweets, the tweet that got put out at twelve thirty five a.m. shortly after what can only be described as the most excruciatingly interesting band meeting of all time, <laughs> up there with the very best. Bearing in mind the very middle class kind of you know jazzy <laughs> versions of the hits, you know kind of oh this is kind of funny isn't it? Oh, there's an indie boy doing some rapping, ha. Huh? Um, and and yeah, Brass Against uh, at Brass Against on Twitter. Uh, we had a great time last night at Welcome to Rockville. Sophia, the lead singer, got carried away. <laughs> this is not something the rest of us expected, and it's not something you'll see again at our shows. Thanks for bringing it last night. Daytona. It's it's just brilliant because hangs her out a dry. Uh, it basically says we are the nice middle class band that you come to Someone expect. Someone need to hang that fan out to dry after it. <laughs> <This is laughs> Can I also say that um, the statement says to me, Pete, just to add something to this, um, it's not something you'll see again at our shows. That says to me that people have inquired. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm coming exactly. to a show in a couple of weeks. You know, I'll go down is the that, front. Uh, 
Is that every week? Is that, is that going to be every week? <laughs> well, but you say was... that they've, um, they've inspired personal change to that man's life. <laughs> oh, man. It just, it's I just like, it's not the statement itself. It's what will have happened to get to that place. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, a, they're a big, well-known band. You know, people know who they are. But, you, but you're uh, right. It's like, will... it's, like, it's like when you hear of a plane crash and you hear about the black box recording and there's an investigation and they say, oh, seven failings had to happen in order <laughs> yeah. for this to happen it's the same here you know a lot of first of all she's 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 she needs to have needed the toilet you know before she should have gone before she went on to be honest you know first of all the guy's got to willingly get up there third yeah, no one's gonna yeah. stop her you know yeah. well, is the bloke made a statement through mouth through mouthfuls <laughs> yeah, of piss presumably <laughs> oh dear yeah no, she didn't pull a fergie that's the main thing well um well well kind of i mean does she get more or less? I mean, what approach would you take? The Fergie take or the brass against her approach? I'm, I just think there's more there's more uh, gas in the Football Ramble Life Tank. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely that outrageous. That's not something I expected. Right, let's take and a you break. You won't see it again at a Ramble show. We've got to take a break because we need to get our breath back, after which we'll do yeah. some battery brands and try and get to an email or two as well. All right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com confidence starts with loving who you are and when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside you naturally radiate confidence from the inside give your skin a glow up with osea's clinically proven mega moisture duo this ultra hydrating body care features two of osea's best sellers undaria algae body oil and undaria collagen body lotion these seaweed powered heroes use skincare level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty free, and climate neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Hi, I'm Flo Lloyd-Hughes. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Chloe Morgan. Join us every week on our brand new show, Upfront on Football Ramble Presents. We'll get stuck into the biggest stories in women's football every Tuesday from the latest in the WSL. Gareth Taylor said, oh, well, actually, we were playing 3-4-3 and we moved to 4-4-3-3. Four, four, three, three. If you look at any of the footage, if you look at the way the players played in that first half, there were four players playing at the back. That sort of comment speaks of a manager who doesn't quite know what they're doing. To how the Lionesses are shaping up ahead of a home Euros next summer. For me, I would pick Lee Williamson. I would just go for it now. For a younger age captain, you've got some big tournaments coming up. I think a lot of players think she's got a really great mentality, gets on with a lot of people. For me, she's a born leader, and I think she will be England captain at some point. And what it's really like being a player in women's football today. 
from my own experiences of, of being in a situation like that, I mean, you know, when we got promoted uh, when I was with Spurs, that was phenomenal. I was, you know, first choice keeper. You know, then you go into the WSL for our first season and all I wanted to do was get WSL experience. Join us every Tuesday for Upfront. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Subscribe now. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production. Nunchucks at the ready. It's time for battery brands and your emails. You've been sending them in in your droves. I, I don't know what it is, but we've had more battery brands, I think, this week than ever before. Oh, it's because we've been, we've been reading out full emails and stuff. Uh, kicking off with uh, Grigulate. Or Grigulate? Yeah, Grigulate on uh, Twitter. Miami Dolphins NFL batteries. We're not having Surely them. this is a new player. Found in a dollar store in Miami itself. I'm fairly certain, Luke. If you got the emails, I'm fairly certain that that is not a. We're not having them, Pete, because we decided when someone sent in some um, Pittsburgh Steelers batteries, promotional ones don't count. Cheap promotional reskinning of an otherwise great product. Um, Yeah, you you sort of think that it's. You sort of think that it might be uh, quite limited time only. You know, like they just do it for a few months and then. And then not no more. Unfortunately, yeah, I just don't. I just yeah. don't. Like, I I don't feel personally convinced that it's a brand of yeah. battery. Do you know what I mean? It's not a brand <laughs> yeah. of battery, is it? Yeah. If, if listen, if, if the Miami Dolphins next Sunday step up uh, for their four downs and the quarterback mm. throws a big battery instead of a pigskin, then we can talk. Until okay, then, that's it's fair. not a product. <laughs> that's fair. We've been having a lot of like uh, lithium, like rechargeable batteries as well that you find. I think I think we have to we have to draw the line somewhere. When if we're not having watch batteries, we can't have rechargeable lithium ones that are an odd shape. They're not double A's. They're not nah. the sort of ones you see in in cereal in a in a, in an electric car these days. Yeah, we we, uh, we we go up to it and including I think D maybe. We're not having mm. CR two zero three twos and we're no. not having NFL branded batteries. <laughs> You've got to have some standards. You start off doing NFL branded batteries, before you know it, you're taking a slash on someone's head. You can't be that doing is true. that. That's true. Who's next? Um, Chris uh has got in touch with a brand uh, Ponenly. Uh, upon receiving a timer from a national debating association here in China, I found a battery in it. Is Ponenli a new player? P O N E N L I E. Sorry, in, in the midst of asking you to spell it, I didn't hear the, the way you spelled it. P O N E N L I E, did you say? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So it, Chris it Edwards. sounds like a. Yeah. Sorry? New player. Congratulations new player? to you, Chris. Ponenli. Congratulations, Chris. Well done, mate. That's well amazing. Done, pal. Very yeah. good. So Fantastic. that's one in. Who's next? Finally, for now, we've got a message from Mark in Australia. Hello, chaps. Thanks for the show. I'm an Englishman uh, living in regional Victoria in Australia, and I'm offering a new entry to the game. I hope it's a a contender. Remote control, cheap flat screen TV made by FF. F Falcon. For Falcon. (laughs) From (laughs) from JB Hi-Fi. Fried chicken. In Ballarat, uh, I'm hoping that the fact that the brand and the shop sound fictionalised, even though the place, uh, even the place sounds improbable, that it improved my uh, my odds for the battery in the remote two triple A's made by Fenyatech. Uh, the TV is three years old and the battery is still going strong. So I want to congratulate the team at Hughes U uh, Fenyer Electronics who are outperforming the Duracell Bunny. Love the show. Thanks for your great work, Mark, in Australia. Is Fenyatech a new player? I'm going to posit that it isn't, Luke. No, thank you very much to you, Mark, for sending that in. But unfortunately, Peter Pennington, the amazingly named Peter Pennington, wow. sent those batteries in on October 7th. So that brand has already been heard uh, just over a month ago. So you're fresh out of luck there, I'm afraid. <laughs> good effort though good effort cracking effort uh, so a, a bit, a, a very enjoyable thread on the Link and Pete show for the past few weeks and maybe months is uh, dads mad dads 
trying to assault kids <laughs> in a good way. In a, in a playful 80s kind of way. In a playful I, I 80s instinctively way. wanted to correct you there, but no, that sums it up. That is just a, just trying to attack children who don't know any better. Uh, hello to Jamie from Portland in Dorset, who actually grew up in Leeds. Hi, Luke and Pete. I'm, I've got a Chasing Dad's story for you. Great Snow Patrol song. Um, <laughs> growing, growing up in Leeds in the late 80s, we used to play football on the street, banging the ball against the end terrace house. Uh, obviously, this annoyed the residents of said house. After asking us many times to stop, we just continued. Until one day, John, the middle-aged dad, the owner of the house... Just, I love this email because dad's impotent rage caused by a, a loved one. I love it. Um, yeah, uh, the middle-aged dad took the owner of the house, uh, the owner of the house, took our ball back from us, and refused to give it back. His wife came out and told him to stop being so pathetic and give us the ball back. After hearing his wife say ball, that, that, I mean, good. I mean, that's that's the first one. After hearing his wife saying that to him, a very mouthy and confident me said to John, "Do what she tells you to, Johnny boy." <laughs> John John did not appreciate this. He proceeded to go into his house, get a screwdriver, and chase me on the street. Luckily, I lived a few days, doors away into my house uh, before he, uh, he'd catch me. Uh, my mum and dad wondering what was going on. After telling uh, them, cue my dad confronting John, and it very nearly ending in a full-on fist fight between two dads. Didn't make it quite that far, but it's just another day growing up in the 80s. Amazing. Just kind of yeah, like, as, just screwdrivers at the ready. That's brilliant, because sometimes when I go out for dinner, with the wife I have access to we're just going for a casual bite to eat somewhere she'll mm. always tease me because if I don't know what I want I'll order what she calls a panic burger right yes because that's just it's easy you can't really go wrong you'll have a nice right. time with a burger a panic burger <laughs> that a screwdriver is absolutely a panic weapon he's looked that's, for yeah, a weapon because kind of, he like, can what are you, what are, you gonna, are you gonna bunk me on the head with it or just <laughs> literally gouge it into my heart you can't you stab a kid with, with a screwdriver you can't, you can't stab a kid why did he like he's only more physically powerful than the child yeah. he could have he, he, I think he just wanted those few seconds to allow the lad to get into his house so you know because he needed to grab the screwdriver give him a reason or an yeah. opportunity to get away from him because he knows in his heart he shouldn't be manhandling or, kids. Or also, maybe he just thinks he wants to intimidate the kid, but that's just going to confuse someone. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going also, to the flat pack. it could give you plausible deniability. Oh, no, no, I'm just doing some work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just unscrewing this yeah. screw. Um, oh, great. Wonderful. Thank you very much indeed for that. Um, very enjoyable. Um, Andrew. I, I just no, not Andrew. Who was who was it who sent that in? It was um, Jamie it was Jamie, wasn't it? Sorry, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie also says that um, he asked me if I ever, if me if I ever played for a team called Gosport Falcons because he's a similar age to me and he may have come up against me in um, some Dorset Hampshire youth tournaments. I did not play for Gosport Falcons. I did, however, play for Gosport Vikings. So Jamie, if you remember them and you played against them, get in touch. I, I am desperate to get this email in, Pete, um, because. Uh, I cannot believe it's true, but it is true and because right. uh, I checked. And we really do need to furnish our listeners with this because if, if they don't know about it the same way I didn't, it's going to be a treat. So this okay. comes from Darren who says, um, I'm a fairly new listener, guys, and I only have uh, partially worked my way through the back catalogue so far. I hope this hasn't come up before. I'm pretty sure it hasn't. He says, after listening to the latest pod where you wondered if there are any problematic superheroes, allow me to introduce you to Snowflame. <laughs> Right? right, he is technically a villain, but I hope it can be counted anyway. The thing about Snowflame is that he gets his superpowers from cocaine. <laughs> so, apart from being the most eighties thing I've ever heard, I also think he would make a perfect fancy dress uh, for Pete's next party. Because if you were to partake in a little cheers, not something that Pete does, but thank you very much, Darren. Anyway, uh, you would simply be very dedicated to the character, and you can get away with it. 
Uh, he says, thank you uh, very much for the show. It's got me through many hours of plastering with a smile on my face. Um, but now I must go to the pub and do an impression of everyone's new favorite supervillain. That's a shame, Darren. Don't know why you ended the email like that. But um, that's incredible, isn't it? It's it's it, it, it. The best thing is when you uh, actually go to the... Um... Where is he now? How do I sort of copy and paste? There we go. Yeah, if you go to like the DC fandom uh, site, basically detailing all of the superpowers that this uh, this guy, Snowflame, has, um, it just says uh, powers. He gets like superhuman strength, superhuman speed, immunity to uh, pain, all this stuff upon snorting cocaine. Weaknesses, drug addiction. <laughs> 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 uh, I love that because that's got to go for a lot of planning and that has basically been done in the 80s. It's been yeah, done in the and, 80s. And, and I mean, he looks really, he looks a bit like Hulk Hogan. He's got the similar sort of look to him. And I, you know, if rumours, let's not get that. Um, <laughs> I am, uh, but his quote in, in, in the cartoons is, uh, I am Snowflame, every cell of my being burns with white hot ecstasy. Cocaine is my God and I am the human instrument of its will. Imagine That's been signed that, off that. I'd love to say that in court. That would be brilliant. Pete, that's been signed off and put in a comic aimed at kids. <laughs> but that's supposed to be an anti-hero. He's supposed to be like a like a, a villain, but he just sounds like he fucking knows yeah, that party for me. He's supposed to be a villain, but it's clearly been written by someone who thinks it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I think I saw him at the uh, 90s weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Weaknesses, cocaine. Exact quote, exact quote. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, let's wrap up, Pete. That's uh, about enough time. We've got some really great emails, but we'll get through them. We'll get to them next week. Um, there's one here yeah. about Harry Styles that I definitely want to do. Yeah, um, we'll stick that in. So we'll do it next week because we've run out of time today. But thank you very much for listening to us this week. We appreciate it as ever. If you've enjoyed the show, tell your friends, tell a couple of friends, leave us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your pods, or send yeah. us an email about things you want us to talk about. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. We are at Luke and Pete Show on the social media as well. Special thanks to our producer, Rory. He does a great job every week. Uh, and we'll do another great job getting this show out to you. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me as well. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.